Yay. Okay. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. <laughs> so I said to this bloke, I said, me and some friends have just been talking about you. He said, you disgust me. I said, yes, ma'am. I do a bit of bird from um, Trapdoor, that. <laughs> wow. Well, so I think I'm hugely loud, but that's okay. So, so how long did that take you? Well, uh, um, I mean, I put my heart and soul into it. So it's probably, Progress. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I started with the Discuss Podcast thing. Uh, and I was just kind of like playing around with riffs. And I thought, yeah, I'll just rip off Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Yeah, so so it's kind of purple haze-ish, but yeah, I, you know, I mean, I put my heart and soul in that. Is yours coming through? Hello, hello. One of them isn't working, is it? There we go. It is now. Oh, okay. Uh, it's just because you're you're oh, not I'm eating. Trying to get closer. Well, you don't have to. I could always. <laughs> I could be like this for the next hour. Yeah. See, mine's still much louder. Hello. So. Oh, there. I just shout the whole time. There you are. So I'm, I'm going to turn me down, and you up slightly. So. <laughs> So this is hugely professional, like planned and everything. <laughs> I think it's the most like pro one. Oh, let me move this. I think I've done. It is, and unfortunately, it's me you've got to listen to you for the next. You say minutes. unfortunately. Hello. But, you know, I mean, you're an incredibly interesting fella, Aiden. Well, thank you. You have lots of things now <laughs> to talk about. Um. Uh, so the first thing I want to ask you about is Waze. Oh yeah. <laughs> the app. Yeah. Um. I, I'm, I've been. All my friends have been like inundated with little ETAs, little messages telling me exactly where I am. Yeah. Exactly when I'm going to be there. I was, um, <laughs> where does it end though? Like if you're having a poo, you know, hey? like you need a poos app or something. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. All right. If you're at home, you know, like, like going smooth. Maybe like Kelly is sort of like downstairs, you know, ETA, <laughs> you know, like five minutes. It's just, it's just that she can just hear the noise through the Get floor. Get the kettle on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was so cool. I got this message. I was thinking, what's this all about yeah. Waze? And it said, yeah, you're going to be here at 8.02. And I was, wasn't I? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was. So it's incredibly accurate. Well, I wasn't here because I got lost. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. And I was kind of stood in the road doing this and like you yeah. couldn't see me. No. But, you know, and we worked it out. You're obviously here. Yes. Yeah, so I need to get That's that. A pleasure. Uh, but everyone, I think, is going to be... Am I still recording? I'm looking a bit like... Hello. It is, yeah. Is I that mean, a bit flat? Probably what I'll do is I'll just compress it afterwards, so... Okay. Uh, we should probably hide that, yeah, because we're going to be sort of more interested in that, aren't we? Yeah. Um, I mean, weirdly, I think you've got, like, a much better mic, so I'm not really sure what's happening. Mm. Yeah. Shh. Talk again? No. Hello, hello, hello. See, if I'm right here... Oh, see, that's too much. If I'm here... How about, how about this? Try that. Hello, hello. Oh, that's... Yeah, I'm seeing go. something now. There we go. There we go. You happy? Yes, I, I'm happy. Good. I'm ecstatic. <laughs> yeah, so um, tell us tell us about your basing. Uh, are we, what, from the beginning? Yeah, please. <laughs> please. How old were you when you first started basing? Well, um... Or was it like trombone, okay. like you started on a song? Was no, it? Well, like, it's piano. Piano, okay. <clears throat> I was on piano. Uh, I started piano about the age of eight. Um, started and then started trombone in year four. Yeah. What age is year four? Ten. Uh, I think year four's about Go nine. On. I We're think. Both most teachers, we yeah, I was going to say yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's like nine. Yeah. About year four. Yeah, year yeah. four. <laughs> and, I, and then I did both. I don't know, kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little. Um, I did both at the same time. It's not like I've moved from piano. You know, I did both at the same time. 
uh, at the end of college, given up. pretty much my last time of college, I got my grade eight on trombone and then I just kind of ticked it off. I was like, yeah. And then done. Then I've rarely played it since, to be honest. I still have it. Yeah. I've been talking about selling it for about 10 years. It's been up in the attic. It's probably a, a pile of rust. Yeah, see, that's cool that you did uh, the grades when you were younger. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm actually like doing them now. I never like did any grades. What? I know you did your theory grades, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, well, I'm doing. Um, I did. Uh, I did bass at level three. Yeah. And I did. Uh, and I did drums at grade six. It was purely because those were the books I had. Yeah. And I thought, okay, <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Um, and obviously, I've been sent, sending um, students off for them uh, for ages. I mean, I've had a couple of students that have done done now uh, the drums at grade eight. Yeah. But was thinking, okay, well, I've got the book. Um, and actually, what was really funny. Um, is uh, because I'm obviously like a much better drummer yeah, than the bassist, I thought I'll just wing the drums and I yeah. kind of learn it all in the last week. And on the bass, like I had spent about like six weeks, you know, sort of, I really learned the stuff, I really practiced it. Uh, and I got distinction on the bass. Uh, yeah. And for all the pieces, I got 20 out of 20. Wow. And on the drums, I only got a merit. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was because. Um, because uh, one of the songs that I chose was this really fast like drum and bass tune. Yeah. Uh, is this Rock School or Trinity? Yeah, it was Rock School. Okay. So it's a bit of a lesson for anybody watching. You know, it's don't get complacent. Yeah. Because yeah. honestly, I thought, yeah, it's fine. I'll, I'll just wing it. You walked in and you were like, I own this. You, they could tell from where you. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, right, no, 20 marks off straight away. Yeah. Bastards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because what I was trying to do, okay, which is what I always do, <clears throat> is like uh, the examiner, yeah, was um, uh, it was a lady who was like similar age kind of her to me. So it was just basically sort of flirting outrageously, you know. She was flirting. Well, I was. <laughs> and I hope, she, um, I hope she was back, you know, like not just kind of is cowering in the corner. Maybe <laughs> sort of my perception is like totally different. Um, yeah, so that worked out for the bass. Yeah, but then when I did uh, the drums afterwards, yeah. you know, so I don't know, you know, maybe I said something wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, maybe I should have, maybe I should have kept my, Get my belt done up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not wear those shorts. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I did something wrong, anyway. But you got your certificate. Yeah. I mean... Yes, uh, I've got a merit for it. But, like, you know, it just feels weird, obviously, kind of, like, sending students and having a student doing it at um, grade eight. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I mean, he, he scored uh, 96%. Wow. Like, really, wow. really good um, drummer. Yeah. He's called um, Charlie. Um, I kind of knew that he was going to be good, yeah. When I first saw him... Um, play he was only about I think he was like 12 uh, and he came back to one of the schools I was working at and I said okay so what have you been working on and uh, he had a grade two book okay um, and I said to him yeah just just stand play me some stuff and then he was kind of doing all this kind of linear um, stuff you know so I was like okay yeah, we'll throw that What's book linear away. Linear stuff's like good yeah? Yeah yes yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's stuff um, uh, that's like between hands and feet so Oh, okay, okay. Kind of stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, so, you know, he was kind of doing all this warm-up and these fast, like, doubles with his um, wow. with his right foot. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, we'll throw away yeah, the grade <laughs> two book. He's awesome. Uh, and then we had a look at grade four, I think, and then he just kind of learnt the songs like that. So I said, yeah, we'll try, uh, I think it was grade six, which is why I had uh, the six book. Yeah. Uh, and we did one song, and then he just did that. And he said, like, wow. yeah, we'll just go uh, for grade eight. So, so you like, took him from grade two to grade eight in like Well, months. I say I took him, like, <laughs> yeah. He took himself, to be honest, and I was just kind of, was there for the ride. Spectator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the weird thing about it is, though, uh, is have you ever heard a podcast that's called Freakonomics? 
because uh, I had one once uh, and they were interviewing a guy called Anders Ericsson. Like it was really interesting. It was about the 10,000 hours concept. Oh, yeah, yeah, about yeah. That? yeah. Yeah. So um, he was saying about how it's all just down now to hard work and, you know, like hard work, like Trump's natural ability, mm. which I do kind of like fully agree with. But he was the first person that I've seen that had that hard work and natural ability. Yeah. And I think up until that point, like I'd had students, you know, that would work hard, but would have to work, you know, like quite harder to get like through like a sticking point. Or there'd be like people that were sort of like really natural, mm. um, but then didn't kind of practice scales and those sorts of things, you know, or on the drums rudiments. So, but, so he was sort of nailing both yeah. really. Yeah. 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 So it was amazing to see, you know, just that sort of had the meeting, you know, of like hard work and and natural ability because I don't even know like if I've got natural ability you know from watching him I, I was a bit like yeah alright <laughs> well you only got a merit yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah yeah it's like curse you jeans you bastard because that's the weird thing I suppose with things like jeans is we don't choose that do we no we're just born with it yeah so it's like um, you know what do you do like if you've got you know that saying uh, the Einstein one like if you um, judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree yeah it will spend its life feeling like a failure well, I started thinking, well, what if the fish wants to climb the tree? Yeah. You know, like, and it can't yeah, because, you know, it's not been like born that way. It's like, you, it's like, you know, <laughs> curse you. Okay, do you have to wait like her for the next life? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm sure Einstein would agree with that. <laughs> awesome, succinct answer. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Stop complaining. Just wait for the next one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was cool. Like you did uh, the grades, the grades first. Were you like yeah. driven um, to do it or... Um, is it just something that you just I think or what? particularly with particularly with classical instruments grading is kind of inbuilt into the education yeah like with my <clears throat> with my playing the bass and playing the guitar I never I've never really considered it to be honest yeah and my students I only put them in for their grades if they want to do it yeah whereas if I was teaching piano if I was teaching you know flute or violin or trumpet or something it would be like okay work to your grade one and then we'll work to your grade two and we'll work to your grade three and all their education comes from the grade books well, they're very they're very well written so yeah. they probably get everything they need out of the grade books yeah but I think I think it's more inherent yeah um do you find sometimes like with the grades that actually you um some sometimes use them because you're not kind of sure of other stuff um to do like if you um if you have a student that wants to play but kind mm. of doesn't really know what they want to do i think they kind of like f fill a bit of a market there as well yeah. sometimes yeah like uh, the rock school ones have been um, really good for that my favorite piece like in the whole rock school um, syllabus is maiden voyage i know that one yeah yeah you know, it's so good isn't it grade four uh, i think it's grade three but, is it grade three but it's got um i mean on the um guitar part it's got it's got some like complicated little yeah. like bits in it i yeah. think yeah, it's a one base. Obviously, yeah, I, I got a distinction for that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you owned it. <laughs> I, I owned it. <laughs> I was a bit disappointed it wasn't Herbie Hancock, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think the classical grades also have a, you know, like the back end of the book, which is your scales and your the, like theory stuff and your organ yeah. stuff. It's a bit more full on, I remember, for the classical stuff. Yeah. So it's more acceptable to use the classical grade books as a kind of... Um, as, it, as the education rather yeah. I mean yeah. of course when we when you teach guitar based drums you've yeah. got all like all these like Muse and Red Hot Chili Peppers and Radiohead and all this kind of other stuff yeah. and, the, and the kids are 
into that often before they even bring the instrument to you. Whereas and start someone starting off on piano, yeah, maybe wouldn't know Mozart so well or know Beethoven so well. Yeah. So their education needs to come like hundred percent from the teacher or from the books, yeah, as opposed to bringing anything else with them. So I think it's a big difference. Yeah, because uh, the first student year that I had that did grade one on the piano, um, I was almost amazed at actually how how much they had to do. Uh, yeah. And she was like six or something like, and I was thinking, Christ, I'm not sure like if I could have taken all this in when <laughs> I was six. You know, uh, the oral and the scales and everything. You know, there's so much to fit in, isn't there? Yeah. Like, I think. Yeah, yeah there, so, is. there is. Yeah, so I, yeah, for a six-year-old, like it's quite like full on. Yeah. I think, but I mean, what what I think is really good these days is when I was learning, um, like there wasn't so much of the, well, um, certainly like in my world, um, you, have you heard of Luke Holland? Okay, the drummer Luke Holland. Oh, okay, yeah, things about. Yeah, so I mean, like, he's an insane, um, like, monster when he um, plays and he's got all of these chops and um, he overplays everything, but I mean, just in such his own style. Mm. And uh, when I was learning... And I was practicing things, you know, say like paradiddles and stuff. Like I never, um, like, realized what the point of it was. You know, it's kind of like, why am I practicing yeah. paradiddles? Because when I was listening uh, to Pantera and stuff, you know, like they wouldn't really use them. And I think, in a way, like it's it's quite like a good time, certainly for me. I was teaching her because there's more interest in some of the slightly more like show-off stuff. I'm um, certainly like uh, with my students, I think. Mm. Like when I was learning, it was almost like, right, you know, just want to learn Iron Maiden or like Pantera or something. And it was mainly like single strokes. Yeah. So for drums, especially, I think it's really good, you know, of all these kind of yeah. like YouTube drummers. Yeah. Uh, and um, Cobus as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think sort of uh, the drums have always been something that's just in the background, isn't it? You yeah. Know, but I think uh, with YouTube, there's more of an interest in it. <clears throat> we never had. I mean... Imagine when we were learning instruments, we had YouTube. I oh, know, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, 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 a, it's a different world now, isn't it? Because I remember, uh, and I said this uh, to Donald Tardy from the band Obituary. Right? <laughs> He's of the all the people. From, I know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's a drummer from Obituary, like, and uh, they played, I think it was Engine Rooms, like, a couple of months ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah okay. It was so good, okay. And I spoke to the drummer, like, and this was honestly, it was a true story, um... When I used to learn some of this like death metal stuff and it was so fast, what I used to do is I had a tape a tape player yeah. and I found a way that, um, I can't remember what I did, I sort of wedged something either on the play or the pause button and I got it to play it slow. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so I had to learn stuff, you know. And stretching had, and morphing. Yeah, the sh- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so I had to kind of like go uh, to those lengths. For these days, I mean, what I do with students, you know those like slow down apps and stuff yeah. and they're just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and... Um, Yes, we didn't have any of that, did we? It's like you hear stories about Eric Clapton putting the record player on a slower speed and yeah. drop it and then having to transpose up. And, yeah, yeah. And the, yeah, yeah, because that's the only thing. But obviously with the drums, you know, I don't have to worry about that. Really. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, with um, tuned instruments. So that's another great thing. I mean, if, if, I'm, if I'm learning a cover song, um, is you can change the pitch of it. Yeah. So Sweet Child of Mine is in a, in a playable key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or a singable. Yeah, key. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, there's some songs, you know, when you hear the originals, like, I want to do 18 and Life. And I started playing along with it, and I was just thinking, there's no way in the world I can do this in the original key. Yeah. Like, it's just so high, I think. So, yeah. Um, what I'm saying is good, it's good for people like me, yeah, that don't have, like, natural ability. <laughs> and we can cheat. Yeah. Yeah. Would you agree? 
what you don't have natural ability or you can cheat <laughs> either either or <laughs> well you definitely have natural ability you know what we can go it doesn't can, have to say that we can we can go on a stage <laughs> yeah. and play for the first time like no rehearsal ah like yes someone like the brook yeah 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 and have have some reviewing it we could easily do that and what, what was the line so, uh, something like uh, the rhythm section have been playing together for years or it was yeah, something like that and i'd met you for the first time 20 yeah. minutes earlier uh, yeah i know exactly <laughs> yes there was no rehearsal or anything no no was, that was crazy he said he said yeah i've got a drummer his name's mike vaughan i was like oh i haven't, I haven't met mike vaughan yeah and then yeah obviously we were like well, not that but but well <laughs> like that yeah yeah um Ships that hadn't passed in the night yet. No. Yeah. So um, it was a good gig, actually. What happened to him? Like, is he still playing? James, is it? Yeah. James. Um, the guitarist we were with, I saw in Jules Holland. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, because um, I remember, like, at one point, um, I looked over, like, and I don't know if he was kind of having a go at me or something, um, but it was in one of the tunes, and either he was just sort of so into it, like, he kind of looked like he was angry, Jordan. Or he was angry with me. Show me the face. Um, he was sort of doing this with his foot. So he was playing and he was kind of going like... <laughs> like well, that. that's your head underneath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't know like if this kind of... Um, yeah, so for the benefit of the people that, the that are just really listening, well. it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's quite a grimace that I'm pulling. And uh, yeah, so I don't know like if he was annoyed at me or what. I remember in that moment thinking, I think I'm playing it right. Yeah, I think we did all right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Player. <laughs> it was a good gig, actually. Like, I really enjoyed that one. Um, like, uh, did you hear about Bryn from the um, Brook? Yeah, the, yeah, sad, isn't it? Yeah, it was hugely sad. Like, um, I only heard about it, uh, I think, because somebody shared it on um, Facebook. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. It was a great venue. Was he the owner? Because... You know, I, I wouldn't. I didn't even know like who he was, because like, literally, you know, every time I played there, he was there. Yeah, had some amazing um, conversations with him, but you know, yeah. sort of, I like, didn't really know like who he was. I yeah. guess he was the owner. Yeah, I guess, uh, uh, he was the daddy. And Dylan's stepping up. That's what I saw, wasn't it? Dylan is now. I'm not sure. Yeah, Dylan. Yeah, he's cool, Dylan. Have you met? Yeah, because it was Mark that was like. Uh, I think Mark booked most of the gigs that I had like played there. Mark Smut Smith. Oh, the Sounds of the Sea. Yeah. 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 Sounds of the Sea. <laughs> yeah um and actually uh i think the last gig i went to uh i ended up making tea for passenger like wow there. there you go i know there yeah you, go. you know it's a classic like name drop I was suppose. that before he was famous or after uh he was famous? i think was it was kind of in the middle oh but like it was like really weird i was kind of making everybody like a cup of tea and he was there and i and i was thinking to myself i sort of don't want to be you know all like fanboy even though about um three months earlier like i had I had seen him play at the Brook, and mm. I got him out to sign my glasses because that was all I, I was had. there. Yeah, I remember that because we were supporting. Did Luke Kensky? Ah, yes. Were supporting. Yeah, so it was I such a that. good gig, yeah. and um, Jack played as well, didn't he? Was that the one like Jack Williams? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that was a great gig, and because again, I uh, with Jack Williams. I mean, I was a fan sort of uh, before anything, mm. and then I ended up kind of like playing, playing with him in um, Josh's band, and that was really, that was really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I had, you know, I had seen him like a few months earlier, like and got him out to sign my glasses. Yeah, you know, so like, like, it sort of felt weird, yeah, that kind of our interactions were like, would you like some tea? <laughs> you know, how many, <laughs> how many sugars do you want in your tea? And he did kind of remember me, like, and we had a nice chat, you know. But I sort of didn't kind of want to be all like, my God, it's you. Yeah, yeah, he's a, yeah, he's really friendly. Yeah, he, uh, I met, I saw him just after he was on tour with Ed Sheeran, hmm. 
And I still don't really know what he means by this. So I was like, all right. And, you know, how was the tour? How's the kind of you. And he, and he said, he said, it wasn't shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was it really like, good. Would you it care like, to elaborate on that, sir? It was less than shit. Or like... <laughs> yeah. It's quite a good answer, though, in a way. Because, you know, it sort of leaves you to make up your own answer, like a yeah. cliffhanger in a film. Yeah. You know, we're always saying we don't want things obvious anymore. So I'm going to just start answering everyone really ambiguous answers. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was saying to him as well that I had taught... Um, what's the really like famous one? Like, Let Her Go, is it? Was that Frozen? Something like that. Let Her Go? Well, like, yeah, yeah. It's Let... Yeah. He's just Let Her Go and the Frozen one is Let I It Go. I think that's right, isn't I think. it? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I had taught... Um, that to a student and I'd also taught one of Stu Larson's songs because it was a Stu Larson gig yeah yeah um, and I was just there really sort of chatting her to him and then you know he was he was hanging in the kitchen but um, you know he seemed kind of like really really um, like humble about the fact you know that his songs were getting kind of taught to like kids and I said uh, that Stu's have you heard the song San Francisco like uh, I'd um, taught I right. taught that one to okay. to a student as well. And he was, you know, he was almost like a bit, he was like, oh, man, that's so cool. Yeah, so that was nice. You know, he wasn't like, of course you fucking did, you probably. <laughs> or like, uh, um, that's not shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's not shit teaching. <laughs> you know the, um, the band Everything Everything? Yeah. I had a similar thing because I was, um, there's a cool bass line in my keys, your boyfriend, which was like that big. Yeah, the big first single kind of thing. So I transcribed the bass line out, and I um I've been teaching it to my students, and I found that Jeremy the bass player was on Twitter, so I sent him the PDF. I yeah. said, "Do you mind if I send it to?" He's like, "No, cool, send it over." And then um, we went to the bedrooms, and I said, and uh, I said before you know, can I come and meet have my photo taken? We know get to sign the transcription. Yeah, and he did. It was all really you know nice and happy and friendly and everything. And there was this, it was a sellout the bedrooms. I had this asshole drunk bloke stood right in front of me. The yeah, whole so, time, just being a pain in the ass. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm, I'm letting, I'm venting <laughs> it, now. Yeah. Um, and like it was, like I said, it was sold out. Loads of people in there. And just before my keys, your boyfriend, Jeremy, Jeremy said, "This is for Aidan Hampson," which was lovely, really nice. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't hear it because the drunk, drunken twat in front of me turned around to me and was explaining to me about how much he liked me and how lovely <laughs> my hair was. And I was like, and I just completely missed this like amazing, amazing. thing off the stage. I think he was hoping that Aiden was going to be his boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> is it yeah. Mikey, as in Mike, or my key, as in it's, music? I thought it was my keys. My key. My keys, your boyfriend. I okay. Still, I, still don't really that. I mean, you listen to the lyrics. I still, it's yeah. Good, it's good music, though. Yes, I've not heard it. Oh, I'll send it over. We should Google it. Yeah. 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 It could be Send your, me the bass line. It could be your ending theme tune. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe we could, yeah. You know, it would certainly end this one. Maybe I could ask everybody for their own yeah. kind of like ending. Thing, yeah, because his whole thing, you know, I mean, it's kind of like it's hitting the ground running almost. Like, I haven't really got like a clue of what I'm doing with it, which I'm sure is evident. Like, yeah, it's good though, isn't it? I mean, because if you, it's like when you, when you write music, if you listen to too much Elton John, it's going to sound like Elton John, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> you know, and I like Elton John, you know, but yeah. one's enough, isn't it? <laughs> One Elton John is enough, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. um, although if I could write Tiny Dancer, yeah. You know, I mean, if I could write, you know, like my tiny dancer, mm. I think I could just give up then. That's what you need. Or you, yeah. yeah, or, or you need a Christmas number one. Dedication's what you need. Just roll out every year like Slade do. Yeah. I, just, I saw a Slade tribute band in August and they did it. 
they did the Christmas song in August. Oh, wow. And they had the Santa hats on and they were dissing out crackers and yeah. it was a bit weird. I think um, one of my favourite, you know, you have those sort of songs that um, really just make you think of certain points in your life, like a nostalgia song. Mm. Like, you know that? I I just died in your arms. Cutting Cut through. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, my friend Guillaume, um, who I should get on like other podcasts as well, actually, like thinking about it. Um, I went uh, to drum tech with him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to talk about drum tech. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, how you know I'm Guillaume, don't you? Like. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Because he was in a funk band and uh, he had a chat to me about playing trombone in his funk band. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so, um, he was playing at a place, I think it's called the Cashmere Club in London. Yeah. And I think either that guy owned it or he ran it or something. So he was a singer f- from uh, the cutting crew, I think, or he was the guy that wrote the song. But anyway, we, you know, like he was either the original singer or the songwriter. Um, and um, Guillaume told me about this, okay. And then um, we got really, really drunk and we were saying to him, you know, like, please, please play that song. Please, please just play it. Okay. Um, and we were just kind of hoping, I don't know, maybe like at the end of the night, he would play it. Um, and I may be kind of making up this memory, but, you know, I'm like 99% certain it happened. Mm. He actually stopped um, the second band's performance. So it was like halfway like through their performance. He just came up on stage and he was like, yeah, well, I had some guys that have uh, requested this um, song for me. Okay. <laughs> and he just sat down at the piano like and just busted into it. No way. And it was one of like uh, the best moments of my life. It was actually, we were, it wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't no, a twatch moment. No, it was probably no, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so we were like in the wings going, I, I just died in your arms. And it was, you know, yeah, it was just such an amazing moment. So that was uh, the drum tech days. Yeah. 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 I don't remember any of the stuff I learned, but, you know, I remember that moment. Because we were there at the same time, is this right? Yeah. Uh, I think I was on a, like a different course or a different year or like something maybe. I was there between 2000 and 2003. Yeah. So I, I did the one year course. In ninety eight to ninety nine. All oh, right. Yeah. So actually, yeah, I think I started in two thousand, and I did the first year of it. Yeah. Uh, and then I was in that band, Karmic Jera. Um, With Simon. Simon. So Simon, I'm not sure if he was in Karmic. No. Uh, Simon. Plastic Toys. Uh, Simon joined when it was Plastic Toys. Yeah. Actually, when it was called Super Freak sixty six. That's a cool name. You know, which, um, you know, it's kind of, where did that come from? We weren't <laughs> even funk fans, really. But yeah, we sort of came up with that name. But, but um, yeah, so I think we got signed and we sort of won an award. It was like Kerrang! magazine, with like best unsigned band or something. And yeah. so we were all like, yeah, we've made it now. So I left uni. Yeah. And then it only really like lasted a year. Yeah. But there was uh, this moment that, you know, as, I, as I'm, I'm getting on now, I do, you know, I sort of like holding my heart okay um and it was when uh i was moving away from london and i just kind of packed up my van um and as i was in the street like uh, this little like kid like came over to me okay and he had a uh and he and he had bought bought a um copy of the album like uh, the karmic jera oh yeah okay and he asked me how to sign it amazing and he had seen all of the stuff about the band in i think it was like kerrang magazine and then it kind of like recognised me from across the street, wow. and about a year had sort of like collected everything. And it was one of these sort of crazy moments, you know. Even well, and then fa- unleashed it upon you after a yeah, year. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> even my family sort of like didn't really like give a shit in a way. That's a real. That's a that's the fan that like a real fan, not a friend or a family, yeah, someone you've yeah, never met before. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And it was just such a cool moment. Uh, and it all started because he had seen like a corn poster up in my room. So so he had sort of like known I was into rock, and I think. 
um, we had kind of like had a moment, you know, we just sort of chat about, kind of, you know, sort of metal or something like in the street first. And then, you know, you'd obviously see me like in a magazine and like, oh my God, I know that guy. And then it sort of like collected it all. Wow. So that was crazy. Wow. Yeah. And um, yes, has never happened since. <laughs> <laughs> but I have that one kid, you know, it it's some um, quality, isn't it? You know, it's not quantity. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. obviously a quality kid. <laughs> yeah. But he's probably like a murderer now or something. Yeah. You know, you know if you're that kid, please, you know, like, please get in touch. And, or you know, not. <laughs> even, if, even if it's a cry for help, I will help. <laughs> I think that's kind of, I mean, a lot of, a lot of people did join, did do those courses, not really expecting to finish them. Yeah. Do you think like you're in London, you've got all these connections, you've got all these amazing musicians the same age as you? Yeah. Because that's kind of why we did it really, isn't it? Because what, what you got out of it is much more important, presumably, than, than a certificate at the end of the year. Yeah, because I, um, I mean, I think really, uh, like that whole place, I mean, changed my life really. Because uh, I grew up in, in Hythe um, mm. and there was hardly any real music. I mean, there was a few people there really, but because I didn't know um, Grant, for instance, is there any of those guys there that were making music? You've name-checked him in two podcasts now. <laughs> Have I? Yeah. Uber fan. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Uber fan. <laughs> I'm watching you, Grant. <laughs> um, if you could wear the red pyjamas this evening, <laughs> it would be most most pleasing. Um, yeah, so I didn't know like him or... Um, do you know John Howes? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he was a musician, like, and he was into stuff. Um, and it was Scott. Um, do you know Scott Chalmers? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know Scott, yeah. Yeah, so we had kind of played in sort of bands, but, like, um, I just kind of wanted her to take it, like, really, really seriously, like, and it, you know, mm. it kind of didn't really feel like there was many people, like, in the area who were, like, really into music. Did you kind of feel like it was your only option, like, you weren't? I remember when I was 16, 18... Well, my A-levels at 18 were like, I pretty much failed yeah. maths. I did crap in physics, but then did really well in music because it was all I was interested in. I was like 100%. Yeah. Were you kind of the uh, same? I mean, I was... Because uh, my stuff with music, I was never that like academic in a way. Like I didn't do, didn't do music at school mm. uh, and I didn't do it at um, college. I mean, this is like a separate um, podcast, yeah, but <laughs> I did business studies. Uh, and, you know, like to this day, like... Uh, the guy, uh, I think his name is Nick Thornton, you know, I don't even care if he sues me because, you know, like I've never been angry with anybody like in my life Ooh. really. But, you know, like this guy was a complete prick. Okay? Oh, wow. Yeah. I've never heard that word coming out. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I went there, okay, uh, and I wanted to do, I think it was, mu- uh, no, uh, it was English and history, okay. And he was obviously trying to fill like a business studies course. You know, so everything oh, I that I was saying to him, I said, yeah, well, obviously, you know, I want to study history. And he's like, yeah, but have you thought about business studies? I'm like, well, I haven't really, isn't really wanted to, what, uh, and I'd got F in um, business studies, like from, his fault. from school. You oh, I, I mean? saw previously. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, you know, I had sort of like no interest in it and I ended up doing business studies. And I, um, I mean, I was, I was so much shy, like when I was a kid. And I imagine that he just sort of browbeat me into it, you know. Mm. And I remember kind of my mum saying, well, why are you doing doing um, business studies? And I was almost like, I don't know, <laughs> actually. You're just, you're just filling a quota, yeah. that's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Making the numbers up. Yeah. And um, so in a way, I mean, as much as, you know, he sort of annoys me when I think about that, yeah, because imagine doing that to like a young, um, shy I he's kid. Listening. I hope he's watching. I hope he, I hope he feels thoroughly ashamed of himself, yeah. you caddish bastard. Yeah. 
well, yeah, you know, if you can get struck by lightning, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> better than struck off. But yeah, so so I mean, even um, now you're obviously in, out of education and holding a job and employed and all this, and all this kind of stuff. It's still your business studies has no 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 relevance to what no, you're doing now. No, so it's a complete bloody waste of time. Yeah, because uh, the thing with it is, is I'm a really shit uh, businessman, you know, <laughs> and I had to employ an accountant now because I don't understand any of it. Oh, I have know. to do yeah, yeah. I'm crap for that. And um, yeah, because she. Um, she like sends me like a year end report, okay. And then when I uh, when I got the first one, like I tried to read it, and I got about you know I don't know thirty seconds in, and I was like, no, I've chosen the right lady. I don't understand any yeah. of this. I just filed it away. Yeah. And um, yeah, because what was great uh, is my rebate actually ended up like paying paying for their services. Mm-hmm. So it was like awesome. But um, yeah, so in a way, I think I'm actually sort of glad I had like such a bad experience there yeah, because it was so bad um, and I did I did the course uh, for two years and like I didn't even finish right and I was into the third year like and they said you know that I could carry on so all of the people who I'd actually um, studied with like had already left so for about like three or four months going into Totten College was an insanely horrific lonely boring wow. time because you know I didn't I didn't like know anybody I was still, I was much shyer. Mm. So, so I was going in every day and almost kind of like hating existence. Uh, and then I bought, I was like a drum magazine and I just saw this advert like for drum tech and I was like, I'm going to do that. So how long, had you been, how long had you been playing by that point? So, I mean, I started on the piano like when I was a kid um, and, and I did, um, well, I didn't take any, any um, grades, but, you know, it was more the kind of... Um, like classical approach. I had that book. It's called Mini Steps to Music. Mm-hmm. That I still see sort of doing the rounds. Uh, and I had a dozen a day, which is a great book. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 The exercises. Definitely. Yeah. You know, it's a great book. I was in like 1957 or something. Yeah. But yeah. Um, little, little stick men. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and yeah, so I was doing that. And then I watched a Motley Crue video. Uh, and That's I saw quite Tommy. A dozen a day, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I saw Tommy Lee and I saw him A, you know, kind of like bashing the shit out of the drums and, you know, and B sort of ploughing his way through the ladies of um, Hollywood. So I was like, I want, I want to do that. I want some of that, please. And I want to play the drums. <laughs> <laughs> I need drums here for that. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, uh, and then I started, yes, yeah, so I was about 14 and then I was in a band with my brother and Scott and uh, we just jammed um, stuff like Machine Head. We did in Tomb, we had kind of quite like yeah. an eclectic kind of, a mix of tunes you know it was like Sepultura uh, I think we did Machine Head a bit of Entombed yeah. there was another friend it was called Dan Wood uh, and at first Scott Dan and I were taking it seriously mm-hmm. and then it all just kind of like fell on its arse really you know sort of bands do like and I was like you know um, I really want to take this seriously um, yeah and I just saw this advert for drum tech so so I started when I was like 14 so that and this was probably when I was like 19 and I was like, I want to do that. Um, you know, I'm quite impulsive. I've, I've just realised, you know, <laughs> the, I want to do that. I, I want to do that. Because uh, literally, and it's weird because these days, like, I find it so harder to make a decision almost on anything. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, if I buy anything, I have to read yeah, different views. Yeah. And... yeah. Um, and in a bit in those days, I saw the advert and I spoke to, to uh, my mum about it. I said that I was going to do it. And she was a little bit like, well, yeah, we'll see. And then over the weekend, like I think I sold my car and half of my other stuff and I'd already raised sort of like two and a half grand. Wow. 
And then wow. kind of like she was like, okay, you know, he is serious. Like, and she was she was amazing after that experience, um, you know, with rent and everything because it wasn't in halls. So you were living in Acton, then, right? Yeah, uh, I was I was in Ealing Broadway. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, over the road. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and because um, again, I was really lucky with her. The guys I lived with, like Greg and Cedric, because um, a lot of people, you know, when you hear hear these um, stories of um, flatmates, you know, there's always these kind of like horrific stories. Yeah. And really, you know, we had, you know, like a couple of little things about, I don't know, you know, washing up or something, but, you know, we got on really well, I think. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, the whole experience, I was amazing really, like, and it was kind of way better than I thought. And I think I, I only sort of, sort of like became the person that I am um, see myself as, I think then. Yeah. You know, it's almost like everything kind of pre that, you know, was a dream. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So what was was it the being with like-minded people? Is that what it was? I think or so. Yeah, yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Just it was just kind of, kind of. Yeah, I've realised kind of while we sort of went um, down down this you know sort of like nostalgic cul-de-sac. Mm-hmm. It was uh, yeah, with kind of being around like like-minded people. Yeah, you know, and just sort of escaping really, like it was an escape. Yeah, and I think kind of like that was what was more important to me than actually like uh, the course. Yeah. Uh, and then what was really weird, though, is as soon as I started in London, uh, I then joined a band that was back in Southampton. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. So you yeah. didn't know these people before? No. Wow. Um, so I joined a band that was called Powhatan Mill um, with my friend Jeff. Have you ever heard of a band called Seizure? Yeah. Yeah, so he was the guitarist in Seizure, and then he formed this band Powhatan Mill. And I was just going to fill in here yeah, because I was in London. Um, and then I kind of ended up joining them. That's where I met John that then formed Karmic Jera. Yeah. So yeah, it was this... Let's see. Yeah, you know, it's incestuous and it's complicated. It's like, it's like a family tree Why do you take me down these... <laughs> <laughs> awkward avenues? <laughs> Let's talk about you, Aidan. I've just been diverting, haven't I? It's like therapy. <laughs> so yeah, so why did you go uh, to base tech? Is that what you um, did? Like base tech, was it? Yeah. Yeah. A very similar story, but my my mum found the advert. And um, I'd only been playing bass for six months by that point. Now. Yeah. But I was, I was obviously... Had Nick Thornton, you know, pissed up your dreams yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't even go to the same college. You still managed to. Yeah, the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I, was, I was obviously a musical, you know, I was going to be doing something musical. Yeah. Um, and I'd, like I said, I'd pretty much ditched the trombone by there. Not because I fell out of love with it or anything, but I'd found the guitar and I'd found the bass and that just kind of... Yeah. Took up 100% of my time. Like, did you have a moment, like uh, the Tommy Lee moment, where you were like, I want to I want to be that guy? Yeah, the Chili Peppers. Yeah. The Chili Peppers, which is very, like... Yeah, because, again, I suppose sort of, like, bass and drums, like, are quite in the forefront there, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, it was... Um, it was... The first Chili Pepper song I ever heard was Scar Tissue, and I, I remember him vividly playing on TJR Fridays. Yeah. TFR Fridays, sorry. Um... And then I went straight from Flea directly into Stu Ham, which is like, because I managed to find a Stu Ham transcription book. Yeah. And then a Victor Wooten transcription book. So I was like, in completely at the deep end. There was no yeah, I was gonna say, or there was no Oasis yeah. or anything. It was like straight into like... I'm still there. <laughs> yeah, I'm still there. And Maiden Voyage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Distinction. <laughs> so I kind of turned up to Bass Tech and I knew... Uh, my my classical theory is pretty good because I'd done an A level. My jazz theory, I didn't I didn't know much about modes. I didn't know yeah. much about. I didn't know shit. Yeah. Honestly, um, you know, I kind of think I've sort of made a career out of just blagging stuff. Because when I got there, um, it seemed that everyone else had 
had a similar like experience um, to you and they had kind of done like, A-level music and all mm. this. And I was just some guy that like I had a drum kit. But I don't feel A-level like, music along. prepared me at all for... Okay. I don't think I mentioned Mixolydian once in my three years of A-level music. We didn't really look at the 13th chords, you know. It's completely baroque music and yeah. bark chorales and all that kind of stuff, which is a completely different world. Yeah, it is. And isn't it as well with the um, theory? Like, um, I remember uh, when I was doing the Open University and it was like it was the same stuff, but the way that they had explained stuff. So like, if I was thinking, say, of an inversion of like A minor, mm. so you've got, say, C and A, mm. like they wouldn't see that as an inversion. They would just call that a sixth. And it was kind of, yeah. you know, like my whole yeah. head, you know, was just kind of thinking of that. OK, well, that's just an A minor. And also they wouldn't call it really a first inversion. It would be an no, yeah. A or a B or a C. Yeah. It's like yeah. The, the labelling is different yeah. as well. Yeah, so it's the same stuff. But yeah, um, and you have to get your head around that, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I got there and I was on a pretty steep learning curve because in order for me to even get accepted on the degree course, I needed to have private lessons with Rob Burns, who was head of the base faculty. Yeah. So they, yeah um, I don't know whether... I, I think... I don't think it was a money spinner. <laughs> um, I don't I mean, think I think, <laughs> I think there's an element of that, yeah, because that's what they said um, to me. Oh, really? Yeah, was I had to do, like, private lessons. I like, yeah. had to get on the course. Which was, like, trekking from Southampton to London and back. Yeah. Mate, I was, I was the same. How did, how did we never meet? I know, exactly. Like, I know. We, we probably drove up, up the I, A3 together and back down together. I used to like park in Richmond and yeah. catch catch the train there to Acton Central. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah I, I used to catch the tube to Turnham Green and then walk, so that's why we never yeah, met. Yeah. That's why we didn't. I never kind of forget, yeah, when I first went there. Um, and I kind of totally probably like stereotyped like people um, from London, yeah, because I walked through Acton Park mm-hmm. and there was this sort of like gang of you know, quite kind of like hard looking lads. You, you this were they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I had to walk like through them and I was, you know, honestly, I was like shitting myself. Um, and I remember like uh, this guy was kind of walking sort of uh, towards me and then, you know, in my own fear of thinking like I'm not going to kind of back down, I actually walked into him, you know, and then he was like really like apologetic, like this really, <laughs> this really big dude. And I was yeah. like, oh my God. It, you know, I've just sort of aggressed somebody, yeah. you know. That's why he did actually, so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was actually, like, really nice. So I was like, shit, you know. So that was was a good experience, because then I was okay after yeah. that. I was like, actually, um, it's like they say of, of, like, Wild Adam was, he was more scared of me than I was of him. <laughs> <laughs> My mum might be watching this, but we, um, I haven't told her this, but we had a bit of a an evening um, yeah. around fireworks night of um, putting fireworks into dog poo bins. In that park. You wrapped which, which, which is what made me think of it. Yeah. It's all a bit of a laugh, you know, you set a fire away, you chuck it in the bin, and the bin explodes and dog shit flies everywhere yeah. while you're like legging it away. Yeah. But this was also the same well, time. Well, you blinded someone. Yeah, exactly. Um, Maybe that's why that guy was so um, scared of me. It's like, he's one of the bin guys. Yeah, yeah I recognise yeah. him. But it was at the same time, as, do you remember the IRA were bombing yeah. Ealing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like exactly the same time. Yeah. And shit, like shit kicked off. We were, I was hiding in the bedroom and there was fire engines and police cars and all this kind yeah. of stuff. You like it's that's only, my naughtiest moment. I think it's only supposed to <laughs> it's only supposed to blow up poo. Yeah. yeah, not half of Ealing Broadway. So I ran inside and very and like very loudly put on classical FM and sat there like I was like, <laughs> yeah. it could possibly be me. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the name of the pub that was on the green in Acton? Everyone went to. Was it the Australian one, the Red something? Oh no, that was up the road. Oh, the Redback. Yeah, that place was mental. No, yeah. like the one that was right next to the park. Was it the one that's right next to the station? Uh, as well? So, 
Um, you know, you had like drum tech and everything there. Yeah. And you walked up the road Stanley and there was the Gardens, park and there was, yeah. Yeah. There was like 74A Stanley Gardens or something, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. So then you've got uh, the park there and there was a pub that was next to it. Uh, it's where they used to do all their like, shows and everything. Yeah. Because I remember like yeah. as a kid sort of thinking, you know, it's amazing. Have you got kind of like gigs in London? And you realize it's just really like a gig in your local boozer. Yeah. In a way, really. But, you know, when you're first there, like it's like Wembley or something, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Because, um, yeah, I do think it was a bit of a money spinner, though. Because I remember Francis. Like, do you remember Francis? Didn't uh, he the run French the thing? guy, Yeah. yeah. Uh, and when I went for the audition, he could sense that I was really, really keen. Um, and he had to kind of mark me on, on all this stuff. So I think um, uh, for rock and kind of pop, like, you know, he was really impressed with kind of what I had, like, taught myself. Um, and this is kind of hugely embarrassing. Like, he said to me, like, play a shuffle. Okay. Yeah. I looked at him and I said, what's a shuffle? I just did not know what it was. Well, you'd never, you'd, yeah. it, it was never yeah. across your... Yeah. So, um, he said, then he um, showed me, like, and then he said, oh, okay. And I just picked it up. Yeah. So he said, you know... Did you, Machine Head ever do a shuffle? Uh, I mean, they might have done. Mm. Uh, just trying to think. <laughs> I know whether Van Halen have, Hot for Teacher. Oh, yeah, that's a great shuffle. Yeah. 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 Um, and like Pantera... Uh, Psycho Holiday, I think, oh, is really? kind of shuffled. Oh, there you go. Yeah, which, as a kid, you know, like, I just thought, it's that weird one. <laughs> yeah, it's jazz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so he was almost, you know, sort of like nudge, nudge, wink, wink. It was kind of, well, you know, for this stuff, uh, you haven't kind of like reached the, uh, you know, other criteria. But, um, you know, I can't remember how he said it, but it was almost like, if you want to be on the course, you know, sort of things could be arranged. Yeah. Yeah, so I think... Yeah, do you think it was then? Um, I mean, certainly in my case, I mean, kind of maybe in yours, you know, you didn't need it, but yeah. I mean, like for I think kind of I, jazz and I think blues. I did need it because my technique was completely self-taught. Yeah. And if you learn bass technique by watching Flea, yeah. you're not going to learn amazing technique. Like, Although are you fa- doing all the... Yeah, I was slapping. trying I was trying to. I mean, God knows what it sounded like back then. I was trying to. But... um. Although he is amazing, of course. Yeah. But he doesn't play. He's got his own like style, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah, yeah, and he's brilliant. I, you know, I've, I've loved him for years. Because I do remember uh, when we were doing. I think it was the funk element. Um, and remember uh, the live performance workshops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh uh, god, they were scary, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah. So I did one of those, uh, and in the rock section, it was all fine. Like, I can remember um, when we were doing the funk one. And I did a couple, like, and it was the same guy marking. It was car wash for me, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually, I never forget, yeah, um, you know, I really hope this doesn't sound xenophobic, you know, it was just funny. uh, Because there was loads of, like, really small, petite, like, Japanese um, girls on uh, the one-year course. Um, I think it was kind of more on that course. Singers, were they? Yeah, Yeah. you know, like, you know, um, than the uh, degree course. But uh, I remember doing, like, James Brown, I think it was Sex Machine. And it was like, shall I take her to the bridge? Like that, you know, it was hilarious. It's like, I'm on the scene. Like, you know. And they were so kind of petite and nice. It was always really funny, you know, sort of trying to do these, you know, really big, big personality like James Brown songs. Yeah, but anyway, like in in that um, um, in that genre, uh, I remember like uh, the guy saying to me that my um, kick drum was too heavy. Okay. Um, and I kind of thought about um, changing um I guess maybe I've always been obstinate and actually I just thought to myself well actually you know like it's my it's my sound now mm. so you know I'm just going to um, keep it and I think that actually came here yeah, from having really really bad bad technique uh, when I was learning 
and I used to play everything kind of from my legs, so like I wouldn't hop or use like decent um, technique. Okay. Uh, so once I was taught the um, proper way, um, it was almost like I've been kind of running in um, sort of jelly or something like, for years, and I could oh, right. actually play. Yeah. And I just thought, yeah, well, you know, sod him. Yeah, and also like, I mean, this is probably inherent in like all education, isn't it? But it's just one man's opinion. Yeah. And who's to say, you know, if everyone played drums like he told them to play drums, everyone, everyone would come out of that place the same. And surely that's not what they want. They want someone there yeah. to have a bit of spark and a bit of individuality. And to... Well, hopefully, because that was what, um, do you remember Paul Elliott? Because mm. it was him that uh, I went to see um, when the band got um, signed. Um, and, you know, without going you know, into, into band um, politics, like it did cause quite a bit of friction yeah when i was on the course you know when i sort of enrolled for the um three-year degree uh because everyone else in the band was like oh you know well, we're taking this seriously aren't we oh really yeah and i kind of wanted um you know i sort of didn't really want to leave london and wanted her to do the course but anyway you know so there was some um, friction anyway yeah um and then we had won this award and it was at the end of the first year and i think we'd had a tour at the same time as i was doing all the exams and I was just absolutely shattered. There was one day when we had a gig in Plymouth, I think. Then I had to drive back to London for an exam, then back down to Exeter. Oh, wow. So, uh, and I think I ended up with like tonsillitis or something. Yeah. Um, and I went to speak like to Paul Elliott and he was like really nice and really honest. And he said to me, he said, you just have to ask yourself like what, um, what you want to get out of this course. You know, he said, if you kind of want to be maybe like a session player or you're kind of aiming sort of um, towards being a teacher, like having to stay on the course and finish it, if you want to be in a band and and you just want to be out there playing, mm. why not just do that? You know, because you're already I'm doing that, mm. um, which is weird as I say it because I've kind of ended up you know like teaching <laughs> sort of playing session for people. <laughs> Maybe it was like reverse psychology. You know, you know he's like Paul McKenna. Yeah, he yeah. saw. Yeah, he yeah. knew what was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> he knew. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he sort of worked me from the inside. He's like, if he leaves now, I know exactly where he, he's going to end up. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that happen for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> same piece of advice. There's always one gullible little shit <laughs> asks me the same question every week. Yeah. Um, I've never felt like my three years there, God, I feel like I'm doing a real disservice, but I've never, I've never had to show anyone my certificate. I've never had to prove to anyone. Yeah. You know, and I, education is pretty much my full-time like yeah. Monday to Friday now, and they've never asked to see. Have you got a degree in popular music performance? I'm the, yeah. Um, I can say I'm the same. I mean, I'm the same sans the uh, degree. <laughs> <laughs> but like, they've never asked me, and I mean, well, what you got was probably much more valuable. Was actually being out there and doing it and dealing with the record industry and all well, that hopefully, kind of stuff. yeah. I mean, it's. Um, I tell you what, I found hard. Um, like, do you do any projects? Um, you know, with people in their like early um twenties. What do you mean, like that, projects? Like you know, so do do you like play the bass for any? Oh, I see. Yeah, like younger or any instruments. Um, when I do like depth work, yeah. uh, nothing like, but yeah, I have I have before. Yeah, because I think something that I've always really really tried like hard kind of to not do. Um, do you remember remember the League of Gentlemen? Mm-hmm. And there's that character like from Creme Brulee that's like it's a shit business. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I sort of don't want to be him. So, um, like the jaded, the old yeah, jaded drummer. Yeah. <laughs> so, kind of when you're in these um, projects and, you know, everybody, you know, say, like gets their first bit bit of radio play or something, like, um, obviously, kind of uh, to them, you know, um, 
it's the sort of stepping stone into the big time. Yeah. And it's kind of, you know, it's going to happen now. Uh, and I remember having those moments and almost thinking, it hey, was going to happen now. Yeah. You know, we've been in Kerrang. Um, you know, we were on kind of um, Kerrang, like TV and stuff. Um, and it's a really weird sort of disillusionment afterwards, you know, when it hasn't happened, you mm. know. I think I'm still, I'm still sort of recovering from it's it. It's bitter. <laughs> well, it's not bitter at all. It's just weird. I mean, I sent a message uh, to John, actually, f- from um, Plastic Toys. And yeah. I said, you know, how is he sort of like coping with it? And, right. um, you know, like you said, some really cool um, stuff, actually. Yeah, Because, you know, I think kind of we just assumed, I think, it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm not, I'm not like bitter about it. So um, it's trying to be as excited kind of for them, like as they yeah. are, you know, yeah. and not like... Well, actually, Sunny Jim, yeah. you know, we were played on Radio 1, you know, mm-hmm. like it's kind of, okay, well, this is amazing because, you know, I mean, okay, you never know, do you? Like it could, yeah. it could work for them, yeah. you know, and I hope it does. Well, I remember hearing stories about that the Kooks were still living in a bed set after their first album. Yeah. After all that, you know, amazing sales and record plays and stuff, but it just yeah. shows where the money goes. It doesn't go to the band, does it? It goes. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon it all goes to Nick Thornton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he had you marked out from an early age, didn't he? He's behind <laughs> he's behind that Trump fella <laughs> as well. Yeah. Uh have you heard of that guy Steve Bannon? He's so like uh he's the guy that everyone you know says is kind of a behind. Oh uh, yes, Trump. okay, yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, so I reckon you know, Nick Thornton is behind him. <laughs> yeah so can you imagine like if that's not even his name and there's some poor you know kind of guy out there crying you know yeah. saying there's this fellow that I've never heard of like really bes- really, really besmirching my yeah <laughs> besmirching my innocent name but he's probably guilty of something so <laughs> um you know but like did you find it a good experience being at um, drum tech and well uh, and bass tech yeah like overall yeah yeah yeah, yeah because I came out of there, well, I came out of there and immediately swapped to doing another degree in something completely different. What did you do it in? Which is optics. Okay. Because my dad, my dad is an optician. My my mum and dad own a, like a, a chain of opticians called Optique through Southampton. Yeah. <clears throat> and I worked there. I used to go to basically. Can you hook a brother up? Oh, no, well. Stay at these eyes, mate. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? I'll send him over. I'll send him over. Yeah. It'll be like. I mean, I'm like minor. I think I'm minus. 425 and one and minus 375 and the other no i see he'll be listening to this yeah yeah um and i have an astigmatism so was it laser surgery is that and i'm ugly <laughs> but you can't see yourself in the mirror so it's fine yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i don't have to worry about it every cloud yeah it's a blessing yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah, actually like, i do remember you when i first kind of like put on lenses you know when you, you know i'd only ever like see myself properly with glasses on you know so i was obviously hoping you know when i kind of you know took them off and and i'm Put putting um, lenses for the first time, it'd be sort of like Tom Cruise was staring back at me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, ah. oh bollocks. <laughs> so yeah, so I did that for a year, and then just pretty pretty quickly realised I just wasn't it just wasn't for me. Yeah, it just wasn't for me. So I I stopped that, and then auditioned for cruise ships, and then spent the next six months in America, Mexico, and the Caribbean, yeah. living on a cruise ship, being in the show band. <laughs> it was just like, how was the cruise completely. ships? Uh, you know what? For my playing, it was pretty. It was great. Yeah. It was great because, especially from the, from the American point of view, like if you're a jazz musician, you either become a jazz musician playing the clubs, or like I think the next step down is to be in cruise ships. Yeah. Playing jazz and cruise ships. So there's some yeah. great players on there. 
And by that point, I'd been playing bass for like three or four years. And I was up against these people, like these 50-year-old pianists been playing yeah. jazz piano full on for 30, 35 years. Were they jaded? Were they like creme brulee? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. It's, it's funny a shit business, this cruise, this cruise luck. The thing about the cruise ship is it's so claustrophobic. It's really claustrophobic. You can't yeah. get away from it. You can't get away from it. And these stories about these MDs, the musical directors being tyrants because they live in their job. And yeah. you're, ne- you're never further away than like 50 metres from the stage. And it's all they have. It's all they have. There's nothing else to do on a cruise ship. Yeah. So, That'd make a good like, documentary, I think. If, I think it really would. Yeah. I think it really would. We should do it. Do you think so? Yeah. You'd have to drag me back onto the cruise ship. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that bad. I mean, to 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 see Barbados and to see San Diego. And... Yeah. I mean, it sounds excruciating, Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, that was I don't good. know how you coped. That was good, but I um, I got flown off because I because I did myself a shoulder injury because I was playing did like... Did flown off? Flown oh, off. Is that the right term? I thought you were kind of like telling some um, stories of uh, the heady days on, on the cruise ships for I a minute. See. Yeah. <laughs> I see. <laughs> yeah, my sorry. dad might be watching this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Aiden's dad. Because <laughs> I was playing bass for so long every day, I I got frozen frozen shoulder and I just yeah. I just couldn't play anymore. So from like a physical point of view, it kind of knackered me pretty yeah. quickly. But it did wonders for my sight reading and like playing with you know with a group and all the yeah. pressures is great for you. Because that's a bit like uh, with athletes and stuff. Um, I've often I'm thought to myself, you know, like if you've like trained and trained say for the Olympics, and then maybe like on the build up, are you injure yourself and that's you yeah. out of the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see the uh, the pole vaulter guy? What's that? I didn't actually like see the video, but uh, I think it was in Rio. I think he jumped up and his leg or something snapped in the air or his arm did or something horrific anyway. Yeah. And I mean, there's probably like no way back for sort of like a professional athlete after that, is there? No. Yeah. And no, 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 because it only comes around every four years, isn't it? I mean, you're, yeah. you're not in your prime for that long. Because that's what I found, you know, with uh, my voice. So when that went, I honestly thought like it would never mm. come come um, back again. And actually, it's weird that like even now I'm kind of hitting pretty much all of the notes I was like. And it actually sounds pr- pretty similar yeah, when I kind of listen to it. You know, I've sort of. Uh, compared kind of older and sort of like newer recordings, it feels different. Like mm. I can't really put my. Did you have to relearn your technique, or did you have to approach it? Well, I had to learn some technique, <laughs> <laughs> which was uh, the problem. I think probably like in the first place. Do you think that was? Do you uh, think it, that's what? I mean, I'm sure it was. I think it was just. I mean, it happened to it was it like down, overuse. So. Yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, like me and her, we share so many like similarities. <laughs> I answer the phone saying hello also. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, so it was um it was gutting for a while, yeah, because I honestly thought to myself I'm never going to be I remember it happening. I remember it happening. Yeah. And uh, it was that long ago, was it? No, it was so not so in April it would be like 2 years. Mm. Um and I think it's only really um, uh like with uh, the gig I did on uh with Ainsley Lister like um i think that was sort of uh, the first one since it happened that i honestly felt okay you know like it's coming back now um up until that point it always felt like i was straining mm. and i think uh when i played any of my songs at the big bike bash i think they're all like a semitone like down all right okay yeah so like it's sort of back to the same key uh and in fact uh you know you said about that song uh, the hunger mm. earlier on well, in that song, like I'm hitting like an A, yeah. Um, which for me, um, I mean, even kind of like when my voice was on a good day, sort of before all this happened, like I couldn't get above a G. 
All right. Yeah, so actually, um, even though at certain points, so around, I guess, where like uh, the bridges around kind of like uh, E flat, E, F kind Mm. of area, like that's probably sort of the hardest, hardest area for me, like uh, to sing in, actually. Um, Mm. And I, you know, I still don't know kind of what was affected or, or what, but it's like, I can just feel that it feels like it's heavier. Like I can't yeah. do a, like a thin sound there anymore. So like I have to kind of, you know, like belt it almost. Yeah. But, you know. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, if you compare singers when they were young to singers when they were old, they all changed. Paul McCartney sounds completely different, yeah. isn't it? It's just, it's just as you get older, everything, you have to kind of negotiate that. Yeah. Yeah, because I think I've got kind of that to come as well as what happened. Yeah, because I think, you know, like this was like a complete freak thing yeah you know, like i don't think it was just my voice broke it wasn't your balls dropping <laughs> yeah, yeah <exactly. laughs> finally happened because like he's hit puberty <laughs> yeah. yeah but it did you know it did uh, feel a bit like that actually like it was like oh okay yeah and uh, the weird thing is um when i go out now like i can't really which is probably why i'm sort of kidnapping people to do these uh, podcasts yeah, because um you know, you know, if you're out in a pub, like having a conversation, mm. I can't really like do that anymore, yeah, because I wake up in the morning and my voice feels really damaged. All you right. know, when you've got like loud music and you're kind of talking over the music, yeah. it's the worst thing for my voice. All right. I think actually. That's because of what happened. And... Well, I think so because like it never used to be like that. Yeah. You know, I could shout and scream and you know like. And is that likely to be forever? Or is it going to go away? Or is the doctors? I'm not sure to myself. I mean, I went, I went like through the doctors, but I think, um, and I will. You know, you know, like prefix this. To, I was saying, like God love her, the NHS. I do love it, but I think um, because of the nature of it, if you can talk, then you're okay. Like in their book, you know, it's like if you've got like a back problem, you know. Yeah. If you can walk and yeah. you're not in, there's someone worse than you three yeah. places down the queue. Yeah. Uh, and it was a bit of that really, like, and I had to, you know, like I had to um, beg really. Yeah. You know, I did beg actually. Like I had to get the appointment. Because no. <laughs> I went kind of out to one doctor that just really couldn't like give a shit. Yeah. And I went to like another one. And in a way, I mean, it's sad you have to do this, but like, you know, I had to kind of pull on our heartstrings. Yeah. And just say, look, you know, this is really affecting me emotionally. I mean, it was true, mm-hmm. but it was just weird I had to do that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I had a camera like down there. Uh, and they were like, um, uh, it's like I don't have nose, but they could kind of hear that something wasn't going right. Cause you have to make some um, certain sounds, um, and then I was referred somewhere else, um, and then I just kind of let it all slip, really, you know. So, um, I guess I'm realizing in the telling it's my fault. <laughs> I was like the, NH- the NHS was brilliant. Yeah, a lot about yourself. Yeah, I am. I am. The NHS was brilliant. It was me that was rubbish, actually. Yeah, because I just. But did you start getting better then? I just gave up. Yeah, because it was getting better, and I thought, well, actually, you know, I'm just going to ride this pony and just see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you might come out sounding like Leonard Cohen, and it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, so I can now sing uh, like one tone higher than I could. Yeah, yeah. So in every cloud. But maybe because <laughs> you. It took been, two years. Is it because you've been singing for longer, and then? Uh, I mean, I think I've been paying kind of a bit like more attention to what I'm doing. Yeah. I think, um, and I was never like a natural like singer anyway. You know, I mean, there's some people... What were, you know, the amazing vibrato and the... Yeah, when you hear um, someone like Adele, I mean, she's a singer. Yeah. Uh, and actually, when I played um, at the gig, I was Ain- Ainsley Lister. I was going to say Ainsley Harriet. <laughs> 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 when was that? <laughs> yeah, so when, yeah, when I was doing 
his um, cookery show. <laughs> yeah, so, um, uh, and I had a friend of mine, Sapphire, like, and she, she played for me. Um, she um, sang um, harmonies, I mean, sorry. Mm. And, like, she's a singer. Like, her, her voice is amazing. In yeah. fact, uh, um, she came in um, to put down some um, backing um, vocals for... Uh, it was another friend was doing like a school a school um concert like and they just needed um I think it was vocals for the kids like I had to sing along to so so she laid them down and she did like two two takes like a main main take and the harmony and she was doing it like her from sight reading yeah and it was just amazing you know so I was like okay I need to wow sing. that is yeah I need to when sing you see her sing a sight read it's completely yeah. different to an instrumentalist um, and actually. On the second take, she said, "Oh, I want to do that bit again, yeah, because I hit a G like and not an A." Wow! Okay. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So she did it again, and uh, yeah, and um, yeah. So I was like, "Okay, you know, she's a singer, yeah. and um, she sang harmonies." You know, and I did even say to her, like when we were practicing, I said, "If anyone's going to make a mistake, I wouldn't worry. Like it, it will be me." <laughs> uh, and I made two, yeah, that you know that I can think of. You know, like probably more. And there was one where uh, I think the line is. Uh, something it's either tuesday morning or something like and i said tuesday evening oh no but she sang I it bet right that, i would do yeah <laughs> but she sang it right i bet that ruined the gig didn't it yeah oh, mate honestly <laughs> yeah it did i was crestfallen yeah isn't it I, lo- fun, isn't it funny, I looked like... up and nick thornton was there going yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you would yeah you'd pay more attention yeah yeah it's, isn't it funny like how a musician's mind is so much more critical than an audience's mind. Yeah, honestly. Don't yeah. you think? Like, yeah. we, like the amount of times you come out and think, God, that was shit. Yeah, definitely. And then an audience member comes up to you and says, God, that was amazing. Yeah. It's because, is it, is it, is it a different perspective, do you think? Or is it just because you know what you're supposed to be doing so much more? Or because you care so much more? Uh, it's a tough one. I think it is just because maybe we're just predisposed to kind of thinking like negatively about ourselves, maybe. Like, yeah. Yeah. And just being like critical. Um, Maybe the audience member is much more in the atmosphere of everything, and actually their enjoyment of an evening isn't just whether you say morning or evening. Yeah, you know, it's because they were their mates, and yeah. you know, it's a great night out. And actually, we're just a component of that. Yeah, um, and actually, you know, I mean, I had some really nice, nice um, compliments, and I've um, I've sort of learnt the hard way that if someone's saying they enjoyed it. Um, the um, single worst thing you can do, I think, is kind of go, oh, no, you know, mm-hmm. I messed up at that bit. Well, because, because go, you're okay, completely negating you. what they're... Yeah. And undermining what they said to you. Yeah, because I used to be like, oh, no, I, you know, I sort of screwed up in that bit. Um, and now I'm just really thankful. Uh, because, you know, because people I like, don't actually have to say anything to you, do they? No. You know, they could easily just, you know, kind of walk by and be like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. So when they've actually, you know, made the effort, yeah, they're not kind of doing it. Uh, to give you like a platitude yeah, they obviously mean it yes so i guess in a way like it's kind of rude if you turn around and go actually your perception is rubbish <laughs> yeah you're wrong yeah <laughs> i know about music love and here's your refund and you've screwed the pooch <laughs> yeah what do you say like if you've I, like, had a bad gig and someone says uh, yeah i think you're right i think i think they're what they're what they're getting out of the evening is so different to what you're trying to get out of the evening yeah, that if they've had a good time and they've enjoyed it, then yeah. that you can, they're kind of like you know, let them. 
just thinking, you know, it's a bit like if I've been with a lady. You know, very similar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, completely different. If they've had a good time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just kind of go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was fine. I mean, it's never happened to me. Wait, but, what, what, yeah. what about that bit that was like two minutes and 43 seconds in? <laughs> two minutes and 43 seconds. You, you stallion. <laughs> Living Nora, you know, minus the two minutes movie. <laughs> Sorry, Aiden's dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what were we talking about? Like before I cheapened it. Oh, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, we were talking. Yeah. So you asked me what um what I say when people come up to me and say it was amazing when I didn't think it was. Yeah. Um. What do you I? Just, you just kind of slap them down with a truth bomb. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I tell them I wave. I wave my popular music performance degree in. I yeah, exactly. <laughs> look, look, love. <laughs> I know about music. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think. I mean, I'm always flattered. It's always nice because you're right. They don't have to come up and say anything to you. Yeah. And I think just from years of doing it, it's like what we were saying. I really like. Like if I missed, if I accidentally hit a B flat instead of a B in the second chorus of the third song. Yeah. Actually, there's so much more going on. Yeah. In the whole definitely. in there. Have you ever had someone that's noticed that? Yeah. I mean, that yeah. is, you know, I mean, that is a real pain in the ass. I yeah. think, you know. That's going to make you practice, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, more for the fact that those people are quite sad, you know, that come up and like tell you that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They're, know, they're like, f- I have they're... had people like say What are they there for? They're like, they're, it's like train sporting yeah. musicians, isn't it? Yeah. Or uh, I remember somebody like once you know with the ep like cover like said because like, inside you know there's like a picture uh you know of me sort of up behind like uh, the cd and i can't remember kind of what they said but they were sort of insinuating other uh, picture made me look kind of much better than i do in real life oh, really you know and i was thinking to myself well even if that's true that's such a weird thing what, to what say, they say to do somebody. you remember what they said i can't remember what it was you know they were like or they caught you on a good day or something like that. Oh, dear. And I was thinking, all right. <laughs> or he's just caught you on a bad day, maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, get your passport out, love. You know. Yeah. We'll have a look at you, shall we? Yeah. It was a guy, actually. Like, um, quite a... You know, I mean, it shouldn't really matter, but, like, he wasn't exactly Brad Pitt. You know you know what so I think I was he was thinking... doing? He was a bit he was a bit overawed by you. You're like a proper <laughs> you're a proper rock musician and your face so... are... And it's his way it's his way of, of bringing you down to his level. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like you hear these stories about these many chat up girls by right. <laughs> you're like negging. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that the word? Is exactly. It? He was go. negging me. <laughs> is that a whole thing like gaming, isn't it? Well, yeah. he's, trying, he's trying to trying to he prove was... to you that he's cool enough and he's on your he level. He was gaming like... me. Yeah. And the sad thing is it worked because, yeah, it, because it's still stuck in my head. <laughs> I just want to have that guy's babies. Damn. Yeah. That's what it is because you have like, when you see someone you're completely in awe of, like when I met, when I met Lawrence Cottle. Yeah. She go, you're rubbish. Yeah. No, I was like, oh, oh, God, oh, that was amazing. Yeah. And then walked away and I thought, shit, what? No, you know, he hears that. He hears that all the time. When I met John Paul Jones at the bass show, I took all my CDs with him and I gave yeah. him this big long thing like, you actually asked me earlier what was my moment actually, it's probably, thinking about it now, it's probably John Paul Jones because I remember having Led Zeppelin 2 on in my headphones on the on the college yeah. bus and just listening to the Lemon song over and over and over and over again yeah. and I said to him, I shook, I shook his hand, I said thank you so much because it was you, that's, it's your playing on particularly that song that's led me to have like a career as a musician and a career yeah. as a bass player and I kind of poured my heart out to him and it bless him, bless him. He looked at him. He said, "Oh, that's really nice." Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, brutal. Like, I didn't even cry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's almost worse than him saying, "Piss off." Let's shake his hand. You signed my CDs, and then the next person in the queue came along. <laughs> <laughs>
Because it might <laughs> be, though, that, it, that he's just bad at, like, expressing that. It's probably because he hears it ten times a day. It's probably... Yeah. I mean, when you're that famous. Isn't that weird, yeah, that you get sort of, like, complacent of, like, people... I wouldn't say, like, kissing your ass, but, you know, being so kind of thankful, you know. Yeah. I mean... Because everyone's frame of frame of reference is um, different, you know. But as I sit here now, I don't think I'd ever tire of that. No. Like, do you know what I mean? No. You know, like if somebody was saying that, and I don't even mean like in an arrogant way, but sort of like just because I know how much certain musicians have meant to me, hmm. you know. Um, I mean, I've had like a couple of people. Well, there's one of my songs where this uh, this lady said it made her cry, um, and that was something that you know, sort of because like, really like good music. It has kind of moved me emotionally, like, and that was one of other things, mm. you know, that kind of I always wanted, you know, was to sort of move somebody emotionally. So it was kind of, you know, it was amazing uh, to hear that, that I made somebody cry. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's a weird thing to be, I was just like, yeah. That's great though, isn't but, it? Yeah. It, means you, it means you're reaching out. Yeah. I mean, and it means that they're receiving a song on the same level that you're delivering it. You're right. It's, it's yeah. It's getting hit me in the right places. But, but actually, like, uh, she did kind of get the interpretation of the song wrong, you know, but I sort of didn't feel like telling her that. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, the song um, isn't actually about mine and my father's relationship. Um, but Which she, song is this? Um, uh, uh, it's the one called Watching Me Burn. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, um, so, I mean, it's sort of about um, um, Satan being, like, kicked out of heaven. And it's, you know, and it's mm. kind of asking the question, you know, like, would... Um, would a loving father like really do that or like mm. would they sort of try to work with the kid you know sort of through the mistakes and it's about the fact you know um when you work with kids kind of you realize sometimes we can learn from them as much as they can learn from mm-hmm. us and it should be like a sort of two-way street um and that's kind of what the song's about but she sort of took it kind of um, literally as being you know like a struggle with you know with your father um and i and I thought to myself, well, if that's what she heard in it, you know, yeah. that's great. You know, I'm not going to go out. Actually, mm. but you hear singer-songwriters say that a lot that people interpret the songs. Yeah, but they should do, shouldn't they? Yeah, and they're in, under their own. Yeah, yeah, under their own. Uh, uh, because I think, you know, you hear kind of like stuff in everything. When I remember once have, having a conversation with a friend of mine, Steph, about uh, have you heard of Josh? Josh Ritter, I think his name is, like a no. songwriter, uh, and it's called The Curse. And um, we were sort of exchanging our, um, you know, like takes on the song, like in our interpretations of it. Um, and then kind of I realised afterwards that actually both of us were just basically superimposing kind of where we um, where we were in our lives on the song. And it wasn't so much, you know, that we'd got it wrong, it's just kind of like that, that's what it meant sort of mm. like to us in that moment, mm. which is what art like does. I suppose, so it's more like it? you're delivering an emotion rather than yeah a literal meaning. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're um, you know, like giving them license to feel. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, that's an album title. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> license to feel. Yeah. Although, with you yeah. dressed up as James Bond. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, just don't do like a. Do you want to be in my gang? <laughs> do you play? It? Oh yeah, not that kind of. Feel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> license to feel. <laughs> oh dear, bless him. Um, yes, we've not even spoke about like uh, the bass transcription books. I think we need to. I think we need to uh, discuss well, that. Well, I'm, I'm a bit of a funny place with that at the moment because the. the the store has been closed. I mean, I don't, I don't, <clears throat> I don't own, I don't own the store. I just write the transcriptions. Yeah. And it's been under maintenance for about three weeks. 
yeah. three weeks for whatever reason it's a server upgrade or something but they've been getting loads of like good reviews like from from the people uh, that have actually yeah. written some of the songs well, most recently it? nathan east which yeah. is like which is amazing blew my yeah. mind that did yeah so you know i mean that's amazing isn't it yeah i mean he's an he's an absolute hero obviously he was yeah Get lucky and yeah footloose and oh mate, played clapton like he's the man isn't he yeah and uh have any of them said yes it's a b flat in <laughs> <laughs> you know what um who did i who did i meet i met michael lee from snarky puppy yeah and i showed him one of my transcriptions and within seconds he's like no it's wrong <laughs> <laughs> and i met um josh farrow from paramore and i showed yeah. him a guitar transcription and he looks at that and said it's not. It's not right. <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, it is." <laughs> yeah, amazing. You and don't know your own song, you bellend. And then he said, oh, yeah. "Actually, yeah, no, I'm just having you on it. Is right." Yeah, <laughs> amazing. But I guess so. Are they? Uh, is it tabs as well as music or like? Yeah, I mean, it yeah. came from. It came. It started off from me as me being a bass, bass guitar teacher. Bass players aren't really very well served by transcription books. No. I mean, the the majority of transcription books are like things from the 80s like all the metallic books and guns and roses were yeah. written when it came out so yeah. it's all really old-fashioned and it's not particularly accurate and it's hard to read and yeah um or or there just there just isn't there isn't the material there i mean it's not like every yeah album is transcribed for guitar because yeah, i've even, even found that for as bass. well with uh, the rock school uh, because rock school have those hot rocks things yeah. yeah but they haven't got that for the bass have they no they're not no so no, no. you know it's it's rubbish, I think. Well, it's, I mean, you can see why, because it's just purely because there's more guitarists and bass players. That's, mm. So they're going to hit the market. So I thought, right, I'm going to, I'm going to, for my students, rather than relying on ultimate guitar taps, which are like completely unreliable and untrustworthy, yeah. I'm going to actually sit down and write it out myself, because I reckon I can make a pretty good stab at this. So I sat down with Sibelius and my headphones on and wrote it all out. And the more I did it, the quicker I got, and the, you know, yeah. the more accurate I got. And actually, for, for me as a musician, it's great, because it really... It gives you an insight to these players. The fact that you have to listen to it so intricately and slow it right down. Yeah. And then it's, so it's like analysing decision-making. They're decision-making all the time, which yeah. is really cool. And then trying to, trying to display that on music in a legible, in a legible way, in a way that someone who's just seeing it at face value, yeah. you kind of get what they're trying to get at. So it's, not, it's more than just notes. It's yeah. quite, I find it quite fascinating, really. But um, Do you find... Because um, what I found I was weird first when I went to the guitar from the piano... Mm. Is the fact that you can play stuff in so many like different yeah. different places, and that's the hardest thing, yeah. Because yeah. you hear a note, but on a bass guitar, there's usually yeah. four different ways of playing that note. Yeah. So like, do do you try to kind of figure out a way to like play it, or do you more sort of transcribe the notes? Like, if you see what I mean. So like, do you go okay? Well, you could use this shape here, or do you just go okay? I do a lot of YouTube watching. Yeah. Because although. Although they may not play it in the most obvious way or the most logical way, because everybody's different, what I try and do is I try and watch them play it and then try and put down what they do because I don't think anyone's really interested in my interpretation of the notes. They want to know how the person actually played it. Yeah. So it's, I try and make it as 100% kind of... Accurate as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the problem with these, of course, is I start to amass all these transcriptions. I had folders and folders of like that of transcriptions, which I'd done, but selling them is an absolute nightmare absolute nightmare you either you either go down the route of contacting the publishers directly yeah of of the artists like going to warner chapel or something and they just don't reply they're not interested yeah. there's not enough money in it for them so they don't reply or you go and try and get it licensed by um music sales and people like that yeah and it's so hard because they have their own transcript 
are transcribers on the books. Yeah. So Hal Leonard aren't just going to let some bloke from Southampton start submitting stuff because they've got all these transcribers yeah. under their books. Anyway, who they kind of need to keep employed. Because that was a question like, I remember asking you. Because, I mean, um, what well, my next goal is, um, is to do... Uh, I don't think I've, I've like cracked the code for the uh, piano yet. But for the drums and the guitar, mm. like, you know, I kind of feel that I've got a pretty foolproof method of getting kids, you know, from like total beginners up to like grade one level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also um, being able like uh, to read music or um, like tabs. Uh, and it's almost like every single book I've seen, certainly with uh, the drums, you know, that's aimed at kids or adults. Like every student I've ever had um, is pretty much lost by like page two. Um, so like I kind of break, um, loads of rules in the beginning, but then it kind of builds to a place, you know, where it, it like, it all starts to make sense. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't write out drums with eighth notes. I just do one, two, three, four kind of kick hat, snare hat sort of thing. Um, and then kind of slowly introduce things like eighth notes. Um, and, um, within that I use kind of like certain songs, like for instance, like uh, on the drums, I use like song two. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the guitar, I've got um, uh, there's like Seven Nation Army and a kind of simplified version of like Back in Black. Um, but if I was like to turn it into a book, like would I be able to do that? Or you you wouldn't be able to sell it. No. Um, in fact, it's probably iffy in the law whether you could even use it to teach with. Yeah. Well, I don't, I'm not exactly sure when the law comes in. It might. How do those be... like people like on YouTube like? We've seen that guy Marty Schwartz. Yeah. Because he's always teaching other other people's songs yeah. i mean so like is he is he illegal maybe what, maybe what i mean he might he might have acquired the license he might be he seemed like such a nice guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> trump trump will be after him as well yeah um he might have acquired the license because you make money out of the videos and he might be portioning that off and then sending it to the license holders you don't yeah. know you don't know but you can't sell it without the license and what happens is you get a letter from uh, the license holders like a cease and persist yeah I mean, this is how it is in America. You get like a cease and persist kind of letter saying, stop, or we're going to have you. Yeah. And if you carry on doing it and they do have you, they sue you for the amount of money you've made and the amount of money that they could have made had they done it themselves. What if you totally like, so, uh, for instance, like Back in Black. Yeah. Uh, cause, um, because it's pretty much the same notes, but I've kind of like simplified the riff. Well, like, what if you called it like Back in Brown? Well, it happens, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it does happen. I don't, again, I don't know how different it needs to be. Okay. Legally, because yeah, I've been right. kind of lucky because I found someone who acquired the license to yeah, like all the major record labels, which pretty much covers like everything. Yeah. Um, and music sales get, uh, p- permitted him to start selling this stuff, and then I got in contact with him and said, "I've got all these books. Can I sell them through your store?" He was like, "Yeah, that'd be cool." Yeah. I mean, I completely landed on my feet with that. And this. Can you hook a brother up? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the store being in maintenance for so long. Yeah. I just, you know, fingers crossed it'll all sort itself out, but I'm kind of in, I feel a bit like I'm in limbo at the moment, to be honest. Yeah. Which um, is a shame. Cause that's what, was I'm it just... making money, was it? Uh, well, I, I don't know because I don't know how much you had to pay to the license holder. It's never really told me that. Okay. So I don't know, but I've... You used I've... to iron these details out. Well, yeah, I mean, I've, I mean, I got my I got my portion and I was quite happy with that. So I was kind of like, yeah. just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can okay. sort all the rest of it yeah. out. But I was like proper gung-ho. I thought, right, I'm not going to get this opportunity very often. So I've written over 40 books in the 18 months that I've had the license. And I've just yeah. been, I mean, my poor, my poor wife, yes. like, 
she's you know she wants to spend the evening with me and i'm there with my headphones on like transcribing out duran duran yeah. or something <laughs> or here yeah i'm talking to a buffoon <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry kelly yeah um you know i mean i can't go any further without mentioning it because i mentioned uh, the ep like cover yeah on, you know and i was thinking about like kelly's kelly's artwork on it yeah i might have to get get her to do like uh, the second one as well of course yeah because she'll, she'll be offended if you don't i really love it honestly like it all just came out of a picture that she posts yeah and then i put on there something like um if you could draw someone uh, that looks like me like lex to a rocket ship i'd so use that and she delivered yeah yeah and i was thinking that you know it almost seemed like she was you know sort of going you know kind of like this you know like, as if it was a joke and i was like yes that <laughs> you know that's what i want yeah well she's a professional drawer isn't she yeah well architectural technician but it's the same yeah. thing yeah um you know but i mean what i liked about it was like it had sort of like um this amazing like um how can i put it it's like a childlike naivety like to you know because each of the um characters like have got their own hairstyle yeah and stuff, and that's so what sort of kids like do when they draw like things. A, like drawn by a child. Yeah, but that's, that's what you're skirting around. But that's what you mean. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I mean it in a nice way because I always think like how the kids drawings. It's how I draw as well. Yeah. Like, is there really like the square kind of, house with the triangle roof? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, is they're often like really creative and they have character, hmm. and then you know, and we see like a lot of kind of like adult drawings and they're quite safe and it's like we sort of lose that ability just to yeah. kind of sit down and just draw something. I love it when three-year-olds draw humans and they've got massive yeah. long legs because that's from their perspective. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, in fact, I was at school uh, early on, uh, was it Calmore School? And they got loads of um, pictures like uh, the kids have done like self-portraits, okay? And there's one kid, um, I kind of guess it's supposed to be his lips maybe, okay? Yeah. But... He's basically drawn Hitler, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I looked at the end picture, like it's got this kind of, you know, this kind of hair like this. Yeah. And then I think, yeah, they're supposed to be lips, but, you know, but like it looks like he's got this little kind of like Hitler <laughs> moustache. And I was looking at it thinking, why is it, why is a kid drawn Hitler? Because <laughs> I didn't realise it was like a display, you know, of like self-portraits. So I was oh, thinking, right. You know, well, perhaps a kid just a slight Hitler. <laughs> yeah, amazing. <laughs> His a giveaway. Because <laughs> yeah, I do remember, um, and this is like a bad admission, actually. Uh, when I worked at Southampton Central Library, uh, my friend Kieran, um, he just said to me once, he said, oh, he goes, look at that woman like with her little Hitler moustache. Mm. Okay. Um, and I didn't really see her. So I just kind of like laughed, you know, out of um, politeness. Um, and then about like an hour passed and then she sort of came out to the uh, withdrawal part, you know, with some books. Like, and I looked up and this poor woman, like uh, she, she had a birthmark basically, oh, no. but, but, but it was like perfectly here like that, yeah. you know, and it was totally like a little, little um, Hitler moustache. So because, you know, he had said that already, I just knew that I was going to laugh. And it was one of these kind of moments where, oh, no. um, so what I did is, you know, I kind of knocked a piece of paper off the side and went, uh, um, I better get that, you know. I was trying to kind of like stifle a laugh down there, but uh, it was, you know, like it was this thing where I was kind of torn in the moment, yeah, between sort of not wanting this poor woman, you know, to think that I was laughing at her, but just, just kind of knowing that I was going to laugh. When you, are, you, are, you were talking at the very beginning about coming back in second lives and all that kind of stuff, yeah. you don't imagine, you know, was she about... Seven years, seven years <laughs> old. <laughs> yeah. Christ, it's him. <laughs> or maybe like how uh, this kid at the school is. Yeah. 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 Maybe. 
Or he's haunting me. Hitler's served his time as a worm or like a, yeah. a bee or, or something. Maybe I was like Eva Braun in, in a previous <laughs> life and he can't keep away from me. Yeah, <laughs> he's hunted you down. Yeah. <laughs> he's got good taste. <laughs> um. Anyway, yes. So look, bass transcriptions. <laughs> <laughs> What a crazy segment. I have to watch this back and go, like, how, how have we got yeah. the base transcriptions to Hitler? <laughs> it's like Godwin's get? Law, isn't it? You know, they say when it's on the internet, you know, um, uh, it's like an argument. Like if you mention Hitler, like it's invalid or something. Have you heard about that? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah so we've just done that. Time, they? Yeah. I mean, you asked earlier about, um, you know, the people I've, I've transcribed that have seen the book. And the very, one of the very first ones I did was for the band ABBA. Yeah, and the, and the bass player forever was a guy called Rutger Gunnarsson, who was this Swedish Swedish chap, who played on like you know he did Dancing Queen and he did Waterloo and he did all the classic. He was he was the yeah. man, and um, because there's no ABBA bass books, there's no ABBA transcriptions at all. So I thought right, I'm going to do this. This is going to be my first one. So I spent a long time on it and made sure it was really good, it was as good as I could get it. And I sent it to him. Oh no, no, that's not true. No, no, it was unreleased for a while, and then he emailed me. Yeah, and he said. Um, he said, my name's Richard Gunderson and I hear that you've written a book about me and I'd really like to have a copy of it, please. And he said, um, could you please sign the copy and then send it to me to my studios in Sweden? Oh, wow. Uh, he wanted me to sign it, which I found yeah. very strange, but I did. And I sent, I sent two copies. So I wanted him to sign it and then also send it back to me. Yeah. So I did that and um, I didn't hear from him for a few weeks. We had a little email conversation just chatting yeah. and stuff. And I didn't hear from him for a few weeks. And then the news came out that he had died. Bloody hell. Yeah, so I sent him the book. Yeah. Um... And I knew he'd received it because his daughter was he sent so me upset email. with your like transcription? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just no scrawled over. It's a C here. Because <laughs> his daughter um, emailed me after you know a few weeks after the funeral and everything. She said, um, "I'd like to thank you for um, sending him the book because it was open on his kitchen side and it was found there open on the kitchen side. So you might be right actually. Oh wow. Um, and I, and then it's nice to think that you know that he spent a little time like reminiscing oh, over his good years. Definitely. Before. I mean, I, you know, I feel bad for being unflippant now because that's an amazing story. Because You know, I mean, it, it could be like, and I've heard this like story a lot that um, sometimes like people um, some somehow, you know, I don't know, like know it's their time or something. Yeah. And you could imagine like if maybe he had felt sort of forgotten or something like by music. Yeah. And then, you know, finding out somebody's like taking the time to do that. And like I was saying about how I don't think I'd ever grow um, tired of that. Yeah, and you know maybe like he just hadn't had that like for ages, and it was yeah. just like you know, um, it was like one last time of you know like someone saying, "Man, you know like you mean a lot to me," sort of thing. I was just amazed at how lovely and genuine and humble he was. The fact that he took yeah. the time to email me because normally it's me pestering these people. Yeah, you know, after obviously he he was their life musician as well. He went on all the world tours and he was in the middle of all that craziness in Australia when he went through all that and everything. Yeah, and like, yeah. So yeah, like, did you ask him for any inside info? No, well, yeah. no, I was, oh, no, I was trying to. I thought I'd get the signature back, and then yeah. I like, I was like, "Send." So saying we can't like, get him on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was, I was, I was going to ask him for a full word or something. Yeah, full word, I swear, isn't it? Um, but yeah, just never. I was never able to. It's a shame. Yeah, um, I mean, like, can you use like pe- people's reviews of it, like, um, to, you know, to then kind of put in the books and stuff, or, or is it this all? You've already written now, like okay, it's kind of like yeah, it's kind of like that. I mean, Lee Sklar, do you know Lee Sklar? He's the bass player yeah. with the massive. Yeah, beard. yeah, yeah. He's amazing. He's a really cool guy. Um, 
and he found because every book I release to do a little YouTube advert and he yeah. found the YouTube advert and he messaged on his own page saying oh someone's on the book about me so I took the opportunity and messaged him on Facebook and he gave me a quote so I was able to put that on a picture and send it out and all this kind yeah. of stuff and like so that was cool and then Nathan Lee sent me a little bit of a quote as well that was cool yeah that was cool so you're the first celebrity that we've had on the um, podcast am i really well, yeah. because i because i've had a a twitter conversation with nathan east yeah exactly <laughs> you know it's the kind of thing i've been waiting for <laughs> here we go here we go yeah. it's gonna go massive <laughs> it's um you know but i mean it's interesting isn't it like uh, with music uh with anything maybe that have you found uh, that since people who other people have heard of like like have like taken notice um more people have shown an interest. Say that again. Sorry, <laughs> sorry it was a really like, complicated way of saying it, wasn't it? Um, since people that other people have heard of, yeah. um, since they've, you know, either like got involved or, um, you know, kind, kind of praised the books, like have other people like become like more interested or... Yeah, yeah, definitely with the least Glass thing. Definitely, yeah. because as soon as he put an advert up, saying all well, this book's been written about me like like I had a big spike in Lee like in Sklar books yeah because that's such because a weird kind of a, an accreditation because I noticed like a Jemba uh, when you recorded uh, when Violet Wars and Pigtails was on um, Radio 2 mm, mm. okay well uh, what was weird like is that song was probably about like two years old like by that point in its kind of like um, fully finished form and uh, when I first post it probably about you know I don't know like ten or eight people um, listened to it um and then as soon as it was, as it was played on Radio 2, um, and then I kind of post it again, you know, for anybody had to notice. And kind of loads of people who I'm sure like had already seen it, like then started liking and commenting and sharing it. And it seems weird that it Amazing. sort of takes, it takes someone that people have heard of mm. uh, to then show an interest. You know, like I guess it's just the way it is, I suppose, well, isn't I, it? Well, the perception is probably that she, she receives so many yeah. hundreds of thousands. It's like the John Peel thing of... And she's chosen your song, so it's like, yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah, so I guess it's like uh, the same, you know, like if someone al- already has a reputation, like, um, you know, if other different um, bass players and stuff, you, mm. you know, they're sort of like more likely to listen. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a stamp of approval from it's a stamp of approval from someone people approve of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meta approval. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what we need for the um, podcast, I reckon, you know. I mean, we were saying uh, with Messenger, yeah. like, it's, um, you know, because I think I'm probably doing it as much for me, like, as anybody else, you know. I mean, I hope kind of other people listen. Like, I think I feel, so, like, I feel like we've been on a journey own... over this last... Yeah, like, I know, exactly. How long has it been? I'm not sure. <laughs> Shit, has it been two and a half hours? No, I don't think it's been two and a half. I think, it's, I think we started about 20 past eight. What time is it now? So it's three minutes past oh, okay. ten. Because I saw two and a half there. Top left. Uh, I think that's. Fuck, I hope we haven't, you know, kind of changed time <laughs> or something. Yeah, we have been recording for two and a half hours, but um, somehow it's only three minutes past ten. <laughs> oh, okay. We're having an acid trip. And this is like uh, the fourth time round. Yeah. Yeah, or something. But yeah, it's, um, you know, I think I'm sort of doing like as much for me like as anybody else. Uh, you know, but hopefully kind of like people are interested in it. Yeah, you know, but I guess again, you sort of like the more you get people that people have heard of, and stuff, so, you know, it just takes that. It just yeah. takes that breakthrough, doesn't it? It just takes that because there's lots of podcasts bubbling yeah. under the surface, and these are a little push to come. You yeah, so you've got Leland, is that? Yeah, his name. 
Yeah. So you got him with the bass, yeah. So I need to get, you know, like Joe Rogan, you know, yeah. to listen to it and go, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Or, or like, it's not shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that, yeah, that famous passenger quote. <laughs> it isn't shit. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't yeah, shit. Yeah. I mean, that could be like a good liner to leave it on, like if you, uh, you know, if you've got to go, like, uh, you know. Well, we it's not leave... me, it's the four listeners that I feel sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we could leave it on, yeah. Um, it's not been shit. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we should say to people like go to leave a comment, you know, and um, see if they can come up with their most sort of like backhanded Is this on like iTunes? Because that's it, you can do the whole iTunes Yeah, it's on review. iTunes, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, it's on iTunes. Uh, Five-star so- review, it wasn't shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you have to come up with like a creative review for it. <laughs> and I won't be offended. That's if they got this far yeah, after two, yeah, two exactly. hours and 35 minutes. But often apparently. like people, uh, uh, I mean, I think that's some kind of weird time code because I mean, it can't have been that unless like I didn't study in uh, in maths enough. But yeah, it was like 20 past eight when we like started. Okay. So, yeah. But what's bad is the fact it's obviously felt like two and a half hours for you. You're like, Jesus. I, I was a little bit surprised. You're like, Jesus. I was like, God, I it's like <laughs> two and a half hours. I find it hard, hard to stay awake for two and a half hours, let alone talk for two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah I know, exactly. <laughs> but that's what I was saying. Like, it does go so fast. Yeah. And it's amazing, like how quickly you can get like through like yeah. stuff you know i feel there's there's five podcasts worth of material here there we go yeah you know. we have a little mini series there's so much stuff about um drum tech and stuff that we need to share yeah and, if you can and, release like, it it's still going isn't it it's still yeah yeah i think I you know maybe but with something like this i mean a you know no one's gonna listen to it anyway but we've not said anything that this could be your breakthrough drum tech sues mike vaughan <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> please sue me please <laughs> francis sirio yeah um uh francis touched me there we go there <laughs> yeah, we go yeah actually he did really yeah um so i was I think 1920 i think when i first went there okay and as i said i was much shyer uh and i'll never forget like he just said to me okay like play the drums for me and i started playing and as i started playing like he sort of like, knelt down next to me like and just started like doing this on my leg right okay and i was thinking to myself this is one of the weirdest experiences of my life. This, <laughs> this, you know, really sort of tanned French fella, yeah. you know, just, you know, um, at my side, feeling my legs. That. And then he started going like this on my stomach. And I was thinking, okay. And then I, you know, I kid you not, like he turned to me and he said, you seem very tense. <laughs> <laughs> you seem a bit uncomfortable. And I felt like saying, no shit. <laughs> I am tense, actually. <laughs> Yeah, but, but you know, he was just feeling her for tension. But had he have warned me yeah. first, you know, well, at least ask permission, it would have been nice. Yeah, so I would never do that to like students. Like, yeah. can you imagine now, like doing that to to a um, student? I'd be turfed out pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was like, yeah. So if you ever see him, run. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, have you got anything else you want to say? Like, do you want to like well, add just, any like web links or? Uh, well, my website is aidenhampson.co.uk. Like I said, the store is down, but hopefully it'll be back up soon. It's not in my control, but hopefully he's an awesome bass player. He, he, he's an awesome human being. Well, thank you much. For, thank you very much for having me on. Well, you're, uh, you're an awesome podcaster. If that's the <laughs> if that's the verb. Well, it was a podcast. So when I pressed R, and I spoke a load of twaddle. There we go. That's all yeah, it takes. You know, that's all you need. You're particularly talented at it. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a skill to have, it's that. Um, I was going to say as well, like we should definitely um, play together again. 
Yeah, we did it once at the Hez, yeah. didn't we? And that was, yeah, that was, it was funny. Awesome. Turned up with your wardrobe of tricks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> wardrobe was it, was of, it a cabinet. My wardrobe <laughs> of tricks. <laughs> yes, really. Um, I did call it okay, the cabinet of Defa, but wardrobe, sorry, ward, <laughs> wardrobe of tricks is much better. I remember a kid at Noses once said to me, "He goes, you're so far in the closet, sir. You're in Narnia." <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've got this gig coming up with uh, Sean McGowan. Like, if you want to like play for, it's, yeah, it's eight, eight. I used to teach Sean a long time ago. Yeah, was, yeah he's great. I love Sean. Yeah, so it's uh, it's April the twenty eighth. I'm I'm kind of on tour. Oh, you bastard! Um, with my Paramore Less Tribute Band. You've got your own life. Yeah. How dare you? But if it's if it's on one of the what day is it? Is it a midweek it's or is it Friday? It's oh, Friday. Oh, that might work. Well, well, obviously, don't you know ruin the tour for it? Yeah. No. This. Yeah. Uh, well, if it's on the day that I'm in Southampton, then I would love to. Okay, mate. Uh, set the railway. Thank you very much. Oh yeah, I've played there for years. That'd yeah. So cool. it's, yeah, it's April the twenty eighth. Uh, I'll have to clear it uh, with Jim, like I. Uh, was he your bass player? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's really jealous. It's like a jealous lover. No, um, he, uh, you must know Jim. He was in Scarlet Soho. Okay. okay. Yeah, uh, and it's through him I've um, got the gig. Yeah. Uh, but when I did the Ainsley one, I think he kind of wanted me to keep it really simple. Right. Which is why I had people camped out in the audience. Yeah. Yeah. As, um, as a kind of a subversive. Yeah, so maybe you could just sort of like jump jump down from the audience, push push someone out of the way, and just start, you know, kind of basing and thrusting like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll work you in somehow. Okay. All right. I'm definitely up for that. Brilliant stuff. Okay. Well, thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here, much. Aiden. That was awesome. It was a lot of fun. It did feel odd at first. I don't know about you, but ha- having uh, the headphones on felt it was almost like disconnected. Is it because it's in mono and your your voice is just there, and then. Yeah, but it was also I don't know, like it was weird at first, like having the headphones on but mm. you know i think i think we kind of hit our stride yes. i think yeah yeah about, at about two and a half hour <laughs> yeah 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 exactly <laughs> yeah so now the good stuff's coming <laughs> and we're gonna go <laughs> so um thanks for listening okay then bye bye oh sorry bye 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 you press stop now you press stop